let me throw a trivia question at you real quick, and we'll get us back on path. Now, I am following Tony Gerdeman, who covers the Ohio State Buckeyes. And he went through, whenever you start seeing all of these reports about college football rules that are changing, and he just – he was curious as to how many three-hour and 30-minute games we had last year. And as far as Big Noon – he did it on Fox. As far as Big Noon Kick is concerned, they had seven games that went over three minutes and 30 seconds. Seven, which of the total, like, 12, 13 that they are, maybe it was 14. So more, so half, more than half. Do you want to take a guess from the big noon kicks, what was the longest game of the season? Because um, I was a little bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised. Big noon kick, Oklahoma, just you know, to give you perspective, some big noon kick games included, Alabama-Tennessee, um, OU was on big noon kick, what, twice, the Nebraska game and the TCU game. You had uh, Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. Indiana, Ohio State was on there. Uh, Penn State, Michigan. That, there you go. That, those are all your kind of choices. You want to take a guess as to what the longest game on Big Noon Kick is? I'm sure I probably should have an idea, but I honestly don't have the foggiest clue. It was Oklahoma and TCU. Oklahoma and TCU. Interesting. I might say that based on this number, it was the longest football game of the season. Now, keep in mind, you had the scary moment where Damon Harmon went down and had the neck injury, right? Yeah. So that was a scary moment. And that was... Gosh, at least a 20-minute delay, maybe 15-minute delay in that game. Uh, the Dylan Gabriel injury was a delay. You had several reviews and replay, a lot of injuries in that game for the Sooners. Three hours and 55 minutes. There's a part of me that was like, sure it wasn't like 10 hours, because I felt like we were out there forever. And I know when people are mad um, on at, at, during a football game, is whenever my sideline report starts catching strays because he's talking too much. There's too much about injuries. It's like, bro, have you been watching this game? So I was catching strays during the TCU game. But three hours and 55 minutes. Now, again, I think there's some context to it. I, I, I think there, again, you, you had the injuries that slowed things down. So, you know, probably when all was said and done, it was right up there about 340, well, maybe like 3.30, and the NCAA or the TV networks or somebody has finally realized that we need to do something about it. So there are four proposals that are currently under consideration for changing the clock rules in college football. So you ready for the four? These are four. To, now, I don't know if all four could be implemented. I don't know if, like, three of the four. I, I don't really know what the mechanics are of it, but um, here are the four. Number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts like icing the kicker. Number two, no untimed down 
at the end of the first and third quarter. Okay. Number three, the clock runs after first downs except inside of two minutes and a half. Well, there you go. That, that's one that definitely exactly. would speed things up. And then number four, clocks run on incompletion once the ball is spotted. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. I don't know about that fourth one. I don't know about that fourth I'm one. I'm okay with the third one. I mean, that would definitely speed the game up for sure. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. I I don't really is 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 that a problem with consecutive timeouts? No. Okay. Um is it a problem with untimed downs? Like how many times how many times has that even I think it happened like once this I year? I know. That that's even rarer than the first circumstance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The third one would definitely impact the game. It would change things dramatically if you didn't stop the clock on first downs except for inside of two minutes. Yeah, it would be a gigantic change. Yeah. And you could even you could even really, to me, Plank, you could widen that out to the final five minutes of the first half and second half and still dramatically uh, cut down the, the length of games. True. Very true. I just, you know, there there is a part of me, I, I guess maybe this is me getting older, where I, I don't really have a problem with length of games. They don't, it doesn't bother me. People are like, gosh, we got to speed up baseball. We talk about it a lot with KJ Kindler, right? They realize in this, in this busy era to have true, you know, family involvement, you've got to, all right, it's going to fit into a two-hour window. You know, I love, I love the, that softball's shorter games, right? I think, you know, we had two 20-minute innings, this half innings this weekend. I was going to lose my mind, but then when I thought about it, it's like, what are you doing? You're just rushing to get back to a hotel or go home. So there, there's a part of me that realizes I don't care if it necessarily speeds it up, but you know who does, ter- does care? TV. And who's paying all the bills, Josh? TV. So in the end, it's going to be TV. That's going to, I think, make this decision. And if they say, hey, all right, we're okay with 3.30. But we got to start pushing these games closer to three hours, um, three hours, 15 minutes at the most. Well, I that's, mean, that's the, rich because TV's the reason they're taking so long. Exactly, right? How does the NFL do it and – College football struggles with it so much. Will it be as simple as these clock changes? Is there something deeper? I mean, I think yes, absolutely. The if you keep the clock running after first downs, is going to be a dramatic improvement. It is with the amount of people that throw the football now, plank, and if it's a completed pass and it's a first down, then you don't have to wait to to get the chain set. Mm. I uh. I hope it works, right? I mean, because I hate whenever the knock on a sport is that it drags. I mean, you notice we're an hour and 11 minutes into the show and we haven't even brought up the All-Star game or the weekend festivities yet. But I I, I, I like that they're talking about I always had uh, Don Christie, greatest boss I've ever had outside of um, – well, no, he, he's, he's been the best for me in just teaching me how to do radio. 
how to do live. He's the best. And DC once, we were, we were having a, a really nerdy conversation. I was, and I think Pop and I were talking about it with the clock. And I'm like, hey, I don't think we should take a break at the top of the hour, right? I think we should sweep through. Sorry, I hit my microphone making the example. Blah, blah, blah. All these little nerdy things that I love as, as a radio lifer. And I took it to DC, and we were talking to him about it. He goes, you know what? He goes, the best thing is that you're talking about it. The best thing is that you realize that's, that you can do something that makes the show better, makes yourself better. It's like as long as you're you know, constantly reevaluating things and not just getting stuck in, well, this is how it's always been done, you're progressing. And I feel like for college football, and maybe some of this is forced, right? Maybe, maybe sometimes those decisions are forced. The boss says, listen, if you don't do this, you're asking fire. Sorry, language. So maybe it said live. Hey, honey, if you don't lose weight, I'm going to find someone who will. Whatever it might be. That's me being talked to like that. Sorry. Make sure that's a terrible out of context. Um, but at least college football, in the mindset of trying to do something, Josh, at least they're talking about this, right? At least they're having a conversation about, all right, you know, it's not the we've got NIL issues we need to worry about. We've got tampering in the transfer portal. We got all these things out here that are problematic for our league right now, for our for our constituents, for everybody involved. But we also have pace of play issues that I feel like again, Chris Plank doesn't have a problem with, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things are a massive concern for the TV networks right now. So they got to do something about it. How many of these games really spill over? into into the the other games behind i guess quite a few i think quite a few yeah and i'm just trying to think i'm sure yeah it happened quite a bit this past season but uh seems like there's always an option this game streaming over there now but sure that, that's irritating right i mean you yeah. want your viewers to just be able to say okay i'm watching on cbs i'm watching on espn I'm watching on ESPN2. I don't have to jump to ESPN News or you to catch the end of this or it's streaming on this platform and that platform, right? If, if you've got somebody that's subscribed to cable or they've got Fubo TV, whatever they're streaming on or watching via cable on, you don't want them to have to move around to a different platform to find what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. So moving forward – I'm happy to see that college football is realizing there is a problem. Santa John brings up a really good point, and it's kind of along the lines of what you said, Josh. The big problem is the length and frequency of the commercials, not the clock. No doubt. And then in that, Santa John, you're 100% right. This year for Christmas, I'd really like a new iPad, Santa John. But you're the problem. What's, what, what's the song? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It's like TV is sitting there looking in the mirror and going, I'm the problem. But guess what? You're going to do something. You know what we you know what we need, Plank? What's that? Has anybody done this? I'd be curious to see the splits in college football length of games based on CBS, Fox, ESPN. Show me the difference. I bet you ESPN's the worst. You think so? There's a part of me that might put a little money on Fox, Josh Elmer. Oh, you think so? Easy There's now. There's a part of me that might put a little money on Fox right now. Uh, CBS apparently is terrible. 
I guess CBS is the worst, but I'd love to see that too. So dead, so dead wrong. CBS is the worst. Well, Fox is second worst, and ESPN's actually doing well. Hey, I have I have no statistical data to back this up. I'm just assuming here right now. But you know, have you ever had to DVR a football game and watch it? Oh, it's great! Right, it's the greatest thing ever. You can watch. They used to have a show um, every single. Monday, and I don't know why the Big 12 stopped doing it, but it would be like a Big 12 game in 60, and you would watch about a full football game in one hour. It's incredible, and they're not cutting out too much. So, listen, TV gives us all the bells and whistles, and we're mad if the broadcasts aren't up to our quality. Um, You love to have the beautiful camera angles and things of that nature. So, sure, there's a price to be paid. But I do find it funny that TV is going to – to the college people say, hey, you need to speed things up whenever it's their TV timeouts that are killing college football right now. And basketball, too. Holy smokes, man. It is, you know, I know we're getting ready for the NCAA tournament, but, man, at least they're doing some side-by-side stuff now because they're not taking breaks during action. There's just, you know, it's always fun to kind of see the vibe inside an arena. They kill momentum in this, college basketball. This is pretty good. D- David from Norman. TV ad revenue is what pays the grant of right fees. Yeah. Commercials are here to stay. Oh, yeah. They're not. Listen, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you're like, oh, good, they'll speed up the game. No, it's going to be on college to speed it up, not on TV. Which, what can you do? I mean, outside of just the, you know, the piece that we talked about where you don't have to wait for the chains to be set for the clock to rewind. That would be, yes, a substantial change, but you know, a large portion of it, I do think, is the structuring of the commercials. Neither, uh, neither league has it where the clock stops when you run out of bounds um, until under two minutes. Right? They'll they'll stop to set the football, but yeah, that that would be a change that would be good. I mean, yeah. just basically adopt the NFL clock rules, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. If I wanted to push back and have the clock stop for first downs with two minutes left, would you be okay with that? I don't know why. That just that slight differential between the college and the pro game, I don't know. I dig it. Right? It's like you're never out of a game. Get a first down, clock stops. Get up, spike, it's still alive. Even without timeouts, would you would you push back too hard if I said, okay, listen, I like it. I don't want it to go anywhere. Can I at least have, like the most recent proposal, the clock stop on first downs in under two minutes? Well, here's what I would say to you. Yeah, I'm good with that. You're talking to somebody that if I'm watching the game, I'm all in. I don't right. care. <laughs> you know, the length of the game's not bugging me. It's bugging the TV networks. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you want to cut back on commercials and be ready to take less. No, listen, we're bringing up how it's a quandary. You know, you might get mad. It's like, oh, you're calling out the TV networks. Well, I mean, yeah, but they have every right. You know, they come to you and say, you fix this. Sure. Hey, you. the difference in the, the length of a College World Series game is mind-boggling in softball and baseball. Why? Because they add simply 30 more, well, actually in softball, another minute to the timeout. Another minute. And that is just in – one set of commercial inventory, like 20 minutes 
that's not really good math, I think. Nine, like 12 minutes to a game almost, right? Plus, you know, you, you can't start play right away out of the commercial break. You got to hold them up. So us very vain sideline reporters and the guys in the booth can give the shot of, of everyone walking around the concourse or, yeah, you know, it's just, it's fine. It's TV. We love it, but it's not, it's not going to be a situation where they change anything as far as commercial. In other words, they might go to college football and say, Hey, you know, I know these uh, Drake would know this off the top of his head. I think what Drake Dykin, the, the, the football commercial breaks from the network are three minutes. I think um, maybe it's two and a half, but they might come to you and say, Hey, if it's two and a half, we need it to be three minutes. If it's three minutes, we need it to be uh, three minutes and 30 seconds. You know, it's ad revenues necessary here because we're hurting and they would turn to college football and say, all right, we'll do it. Now they might try to say the same thing to the NFL and the NFL is like, yeah, no, but the NFL has all the power right now. They got the ratings and the numbers. College football is still very much, and, and the NFL is too, very much carried by TV revenue. But, man, it's wild to think about how much the TV timeouts lengthen a game and how much of a problem they cause. And here we are trying to fix the time of games, and there's nothing we can do about timeouts. <laughs> right. Indeed. Well, in 5808 – Good idea again here, but it's the in-quarter, in-game timeouts that are most valuable, right? Because that's when butts are in seats. That's when you're waiting for the game to come back on. So the halftime ads, I don't know what the pricing is on a lot of this. I've never sat down and looked at any of that. I'd be curious to see some of it. But I would imagine, I mean, if you're paying for a halftime ad, I wouldn't want to pay as much for a halftime ad because people go out and they, they, they go to the store and then they come back real quick. Or right, I mean, I'm not staying by the TV a lot of times during halftime. I do agree with this from five eight zero Nate. I've never in my life thought, man, I'm sure glad I heard Chris Sims take at halftime. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that. I, I know what you're saying. Just cut commercials back in game, fill them in at halftime. I got you, but people aren't watching halftime a lot of times. Can I feel like we're all honest here, and since we've run a little bit over our time allotted. I honestly, Josh, I've got no need for pre or post game shows anymore, man. I don't watch I don't watch Fox or CBS. Every so often I'll catch a little bit of ESPN. I mean, I I like the idea of game day, but usually after one segment I'm like Pfft. Like I'm literally at that point now where I'm like, let's get to the game. Let's go. Not good for someone in content creation, I understand, but... Indeed. Right. And someone who does a two-hour pregame show with Toby on the Sooner Radio Network, and then we have our pregame show. But, like, for me, it's not like I'm doing anything different. It's just I want to get to the game. I want, I want Let's go. It's Saturday. It's game day. Thursday, it's game day. It's Sunday. It's let's go. I don't need any more analysis. I've had analysis all week long. Guess what I've heard from Chris Sims all week long? Analysis. I don't need any more analysis. Kick the damn game off. Sorry, language. I'm watching it. All right, let's break. 10-23, when we come back, uh, best of the year comfort solutions text line. Again, the reason for timing is there's news breaking this morning, according to Ross Dellinger, that college football leaders are moving closer to recommending clock rule changes to reduce plays in games. They say for safety and game length reasons. Again, it's for TV reasons. Number one, (laughs) prohibiting consecutive timeouts 
Number two, no untimed downs at the end of first and third quarters. Number three, clock runs after first downs except inside two minutes and a half. And number four, clocks run on incompletions once the ball is spotted. We'll debate and discuss next right here on The Ref. You know, Andy Staples uh, tweeted this a couple minutes ago about our conversation on clock changes. Say that one really slow. Um, Greg Sankey's been trying to tell everyone for more than a year that they're going to do this. It's their way of reducing exposures while adding CFP games and still not missing a single commercial. And it's funny because I think at our core, Josh, you and I are kind of the same on this. Like I, I'm not really someone that this, this bothers too much or that, you know, I, I really like speed the game up, but it's, it's, it's pretty wild how many people are. And maybe the most important people in that are the, the TV networks. <laughs> and they want to make sure that it fits into their window. I'm never a guy that's like, speed this thing up. I need college football to be over. No, no, no. I'm, I'm there for the, for the long haul. I, I'm actually I'm the same way with every sport. Unless I have a show I need to get to afterwards. Then I'm like, let's hurry this thing up. What are we doing? Another timeout? Went in a few uh, Air Comfort Solutions texts on this i i do but i want to if we can for a moment here just think out loud about that fourth piece that incomplete passes the clock would still run how does that impact the game i've gone both ways on this that like my initial thought for whatever reason was that this tilts people back in the direction to run the football more just because (laughs) The idea that, hey, if I'm throwing incomplete passes, I'm going to get more series, that's gone. But yet, now, now I'm looking at it and it's, you know, an incomplete pass is the same as running the football if they pass that. So, I might throw three times instead of ever running the football. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm a... That would change... I'm going to get to these texts, I promise you. That completely changes the fabric of the game. No doubt. I, I hate that one. I, I hope they don't do that. If if you, on an incomplete pass, if you start the clock when the ball is spotted, I mean, you, you, you literally, I don't think you can do that. And, I mean, am I being overly dramatic does it not change the fabric of the game? Oh, it, de- it definitely okay. does. The I- you know the thought in the past where well they're going to run the ball here to try and burn <laughs> right. a timeout. It's that's gone, and and actually it's one more advantage to the offense. When he, okay, I had a couple of texts on this. Sorry, it's just Josh keeps bringing up great points. It's no BS. Literally, this is the whole conversation during commercial breaks. I'm fascinated by this uh, from the six two zero. A rule they need to change is to get rid of the delaying of the hike of the ball in order for the defense to match up with substitutions. It's not right when the offense has to take a timeout because the referee is holding up the snap, waiting on the other team, the play clock expires. Yeah, again, this is, I want to say that, what are we looking at a relatively new, we're less than a decade with this rule, right? Because... Wasn't this like the Chip Kelly, Oregon, Art Bryles, Baylor rule that needed to be put into effect because they were they were sneaking guys on the field and the defense just was unable to 
yeah, to didn't, react. Didn't have the right personnel. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's going anywhere now. We saw last year, we saw last year, and, and it impacted the game because Ted, Ted talks about it a lot. When something like this happens and an offense is cooking and they make a substitution, uh, and Oklahoma State is really good at it. They go in a snail, and all of a sudden you see this guy that is in no rush to get off the field, big lineman, and he's jogging off, and the guy that's coming on is jogging off, and there's the official standing over the ball waiting for him. Well, finally in that Baylor-TCU game this year, they they didn't wait till the dude got on the field. And I, I do think an adjustment needs to be made there because – Again, Ted might argue with me. Defensive players might argue with me. Hell, Coach Venables might argue with me. But I, I think it's like, okay, once the offense makes a substitution, we got the count of five going. You know, one. And I don't know if anyone still counts one Mississippi, two Mississippi. But we got the count of five going. And at the uh, official's discretion, we're going to start play. So you're going to be given that amount of time to change. Maybe it's the count of eight. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I agree with you in that. But that's just more, dude, the, the, the idea, I'm sorry, now that you brought it up and we talked through it, it's really, really tough to think about, like, suddenly an incomplete pass, which is normally, you know, bring everyone together, talk. now an incomplete pass, you know, spot the ball, not just the play clock starts, but the game clock, too. Completely changes the game. Um, Sean writes, thank you. Stop paying teleprompter readers millions pre and post game. <laughs> That'll save some money. <laughs> Sean, yet, Sean has been, you know, we've, this is newsy today, right? Uh, they're obviously yeah, it's discussing. It's a breaking story during the show. Absolutely. They're discussing this. There's a reason we're talking about it. But we've kind of broached these sort of topics in the past. And Sean has always been adamant, stop trying to, stop trying to make college football NFL football. And yet, this is one more little one more hurdle in that direction. By the way, there is one thing that I haven't brought up. There's one thing in this that I haven't brought up that when we come back, I want to get your take on. And Josh, it involves the beloved band. And apparently colleges are looking at putting bands on the chopping block for halftime performances. Have we taken our bottom of the hour break yet? We need to. All right. 1034. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Again, monitoring some developing news this morning. We've learned of the four proposals under consideration for cutting down on time in a college football game, but there's one we haven't dove into, and we'll do it next right here on The Ref. By the way, I want to – my tease made someone mad. Uh, There was talk about shortening halftime, and in that maybe potentially put in peril the band performance, but – but that is not on the list of potential to-dos for clock shortening in college football. Though this was um, – I, I wonder if sometimes people just say things to, to like, troll. I was laughing. Clay Travis tweeted, uh, I love that end band performances at halftime, which would cut 10 minutes off game time and align halftime in college and NFL – isn't even being discussed as a way to make games faster. Instead, the game itself has to be changed. Don't ever doubt the power. Um, don't ever doubt the power of big band. 
If you want to see a band performance come before or after the game, the idea that the band should take over the field for a 10-minute halftime performance that solely ensures we wait longer for the game to resume is just crazy to me. I, I, I Yeah, I, I disagree. I disagree a bazillion percent, man. I think you take that away and you take a lot of the ambiance that is college football away. Yeah. Same thing with college basketball. I mean, the bands are synonymous with college athletics. So, I mean, maybe you could cut five minutes off halftime. Right. And just the and I think performance. That's what they talked about, yeah. You know, performance itself could definitely be cut down a little bit. But I think people, I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from people out there. I think people dig the bands. Season ticket holders that are listening to this show, would you be, would you be happy with the, the band performances being a thing of the past. No, I, I kind of dig it. And honestly, I mean, he, here's the other part of it. The the band performance is just a s- couple of songs at halftime. I mean, you act like they go out there and it's Rihanna. I mean, it's it's well rehearsed. It's well performed. It's I always love sitting there and listening to it because we get a little break during halftime. I just, I got no problem with it. I mean, it's it's a TV sport, right? It really is. But sometimes I think you have to stop and think about the people at the games. You still want to be entertained at halftime. And I love any chance I get to see Brian Britt's crew perform. So, yeah, I, I'm not with that. Matter I, of I fact. Also, oh, go ahead. Matter of fact, put the band on TV. Enough with the studio commentators. Just just broadcast the band at halftime. Here's one from the 806. We're uh, rolling through this report this morning of college football looking at ways to shorten the game. And uh, we've laid out all of the the different reasons. I'm I'm kind of in that group where I'm like, ah, I don't really care about a game going long. I mean, unless we're getting beat, then I'm ready to go home. But I don't don't mind a longer game. TV networks, though, they're looking at it saying, okay, we we need you guys to fit into this window. Let's go. And, listen, I, I, I do think, I do think, Colleges are trying to find a way for fewer plays and try to shorten the game a bit. But, again, I I think at the core of it, it is a lot of TV. And speaking of that, the 806 writes, I can fix the length of a college football game. Get rid of replay. You're welcome. (laughs) What would you think, Josh, if it comes out and it's like, in lieu of the length of games, we will now be getting rid of replay. People would lose their mind, but I'd love it, man. <laughs> you kidding me? It's like, do you call that a catch? It's a catch. All right, let's go. Move on. Yeah, you'd, you'd love it until, until the – Until it works against us. <laughs> right. The, the first game where it's a clear catch or clear fumble and it doesn't go Oklahoma's way. Um, Santa John's on fire today. He writes, as a season ticket holder, I want to get my money's worth. I enjoy a four-hour game, but they want me ushered out of the gates in three hours, which is fine. But let's do something about fake injuries. You know, it's always funny because when you start, what's that analogy, Josh? Unpeeling the onion and you start going through different layers, you realize if you're complaining about this, there's about 12 other things that are problematic too, right? <laughs> Indeed. Um, there's a 580. What takes so long is the referee jogging to the sideline and reviewing every play. They should take the referee out of the equation and let the booth make the instant call. 
Okay, here, here's the only reason why I would push back on that. I think that even with replay, there's learning moments between a replay official and a referee to where there's a communication. Hey, what did you see? Here's what I saw. Why, you know, if you watch the um, XFL, and I, and I honestly, I didn't have it up, so I was just watching it. I couldn't hear it. But the way they kind of take you inside replay, it, it's pretty interesting, right? And you've got the replay booth. They talk to the official. They get it right. Hey, what did you see? You saw this. Eh, kind of looks like this. Any other, anything else that you, can, that you can think of that you saw? What do you see now? So I, I, actually, I don't mind that. I wish there was a more efficient way. Maybe you bring that replay little monitor out to the officials so they don't have to jog over to the sideline and you just meet at the line of scrimmage and knock it out quick. I don't know. But I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's going to change. I don't think that's going anywhere. Because you notice in these four ideas that they brought up, Josh, not a single one of them has anything to do with uh, accelerating the replay process, does it? No. <laughs> no, it does not. Do not adopt the NFL clock rules. The end of NFL games is formulaic and not entertaining. A lot of caps there. Sean's not happy. I'm telling you, dude, he has been uh, passionate on this thing for a long, long time. Keep college college and let the NFL be the NFL. Is, and again, I, 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 is the, am I dumb? Is the only major difference outside of length of halftime, is the only major difference clock stopping after first downs, essentially? I mean, that's the major difference. And, and uh, what you said about going out of bounds, oh, right? Oh, under two minutes? Yeah, okay. Um, is that different? So if you go out of bounds, the clock will always stop. In, uh, under two minutes in the NFL and in college. So, so at any other point in the half, it wouldn't stop. Right. It would, it would stop to, to mark the ball, and then it'd start. Um, and I think in some cases it doesn't even do that. I think it just – I think it goes. But, yeah, I don't I, – I, again, it's just – I kind of like the idea of the uniqueness of the college game versus the NFL game and the, and the idea that the clock stops at, uh, with a first down. I just – I feel like it adds more juice to the game. Well, and, again, we can, we can go round and round, and the biggest piece is always going to be – Replay, which is, again, a little bit – it's obviously not entirely, but it's a little bit television-influenced, right? Right. And then it's going to be the, the structuring of the commercials, where they're at, how many they are. That's, that's going to be the biggest changes you could make. Yeah, Sooner Gundy brings up a good point. Is saving five to ten minutes really worth it? I'm not worried about 30 minutes. Play it as it is. Okay. Again, you, you, we are all – I, I, I think I've got a good analogy, okay? Not, not maybe like Arnie-esque or Coward-esque, but you ever been in a relationship and you always feel like your opinion should be the most important one and your opinion needs to be heard and you're going to do what you say? And it might not be a boyfriend-girlfriend. It might be a friend relationship. It might be a work relationship, whatever. But... There's always two parties, and and in this in this whole conversation, there's many parties. 
So this isn't just one or two people sitting there going, I feel like my opinion matters, and this is how it should go because I'm doing this and I'm doing whatever. Whatever. You're just, to me, I feel like it's a situation right now that you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Is that still a usable analogy? I would hope so. I hope so. I use it a lot. <laughs> I, would hope I can't so. have that canceled. You are being mean to chefs. Your buddy Jason Kendrick Vaughn is tired of you using that. No, no, no. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if you're ever going to get everyone to agree on, say, all right, after incompletions, once you spot the ball, the clock starts. I don't know if you're ever going to get everyone to agree um, on that. But I, I, I do think if in the sake of TV and maybe trying to make it look like you're ratcheting up a little bit of safety, it, it might be heard more. So, to me, it would change the fabric of the game. But it's not just what we want. It's not just what we think works. There's a lot of people involved. Coaches, administrators, athletic directors, maybe even presidents, um, commissioners, TV networks. Everyone wants to have their voice heard in this. Is there any information there on when or if this would get instituted? Um, no. No. Um, that's the one thing that I'm, I was just reading through it during the break. But it doesn't really say a date. It just says they've been exploring ways to shorten the game, and these are what they came up with. Hmm. A couple of other quick ones off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Curtis B. writes, Chris and Josh, I agree with you guys. The network needs to cut their TV commercials during the game, add a few commercials during halftime, and no way. Leave the bands alone. The band is done with like eight minutes left. Get rid of the studio halftime shows. Agreed. That's what I was bringing up, man. People that are like, band performances. Literally, the, the, the band is, is on the field for like maybe eight minutes, maybe seven. It's, yeah, it's you, could, not... you could cut halftime and keep the band. That's right. That's right. But, again, you're not going to see TV timeouts cut. You're not going to see the TV side of this cut. And on the college side, they're going to be able to they're going to be able to come at it from the perspective of, hey, this isn't about TV, it's about player safety. What a fascinating story to drop on us this morning. I thought we would spend a lot of time on softball, and we have. We've got a lot of good text on that that we'll get to at 405-651-3439. Um, my take, it's going to be okay going to be okay. Team's got to commit, man. They got to bounce back. They got to stay focused. Um, baseball, great crowds this weekend. Men's basketball, thought showed heart. Women's hoops, look out. Someone's got to beat Texas in this, in this academic year. Let's go. OU Texas this Saturday. Hope there's a huge crowd. We'll be talking about it all week long. The top five stories today coming up next right here on The Ref. I was, uh, I was putting together the top five stories of the day, just uh, pulling a little audio. I forgot how weird that Kansas-Baylor game was yesterday or Saturday. Holy smokes, man. In the, in the first half, it was – what's that? What's that epic Shannon Sharp cut where he's on the phone? He's like, someone needs to call. We are 
killing the Broncos or whoever it was. Maybe he's playing. I think it was with the Ravens. That's kind of how I felt in the first half. I was like, somebody better call uh, Hank uh, Fog Allen because uh, the Baylor Bears are going to route the Kansas Jayhawks. And then all of a sudden it ended up in a route for the complete opposite way. I have no idea. No idea how that happened. The the start of that second half, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. They just – really, the first 12 minutes or so of the second half, Kansas just beat them into submission. It was impressive. It was impressive. And, and so, you know what else happened is Baylor stopped hitting shots. They didn't hit nine yeah. threes. Hey, Mike Miles kind of makes a difference for Kansas, uh, for TCU, does he not? I would say, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That dude. That was the best defensive team statistically in the Big 12. Oklahoma State was, and TCU just put 100 on them this weekend. It was impressive. Um, Quick one before the top of the hour for the 972. To speed up college football, make rules to help defense so that teams just don't run up and down the field with little resistance. This will cut the total number of possessions and also cut the kickoffs down, which will which slow the game up. Don't cut the bands. I'd never get my wife or daughter to go then. I don't think that's even in the conversation. All right, y'all, uh, top five stories of the day coming up next right here on The Ref.